Hello, my friend. Welcome to this special episode where I am doing a guest interview with Brittany Mullins. She is the creator of eatingbirdfood.com and her new cookbook, Mostly Veggies, which we will talk a lot about her blog and her new cookbook throughout the episode. Brittany is a certified holistic nutritionist. She is a mom of two. She lives in Richmond, Virginia, and I have been following Brittany for a really long time back when she had her blog and it was kind of just a baby blog and seeing now how, how over a decade it has catapulted into this huge business and brand and now this amazing beautiful cookbook which we will talk about in today's episode i hope you enjoy this guest interview and i also have a giveaway so to be entered to win Brittany's book mostly veggies i want you to follow me on instagram follow Brittany on instagram and share this take a screenshot of this episode and share it into your stories tagging both of us. And then I will select one of you randomly to receive a copy of Brittany's new book, Mostly Veggies. We talk about a lot of different topics on today's interview. I think you'll enjoy it very much so. And let's dive in. Welcome to the Living in Sync podcast, where we will talk about the biological blueprint of your cycle and how your hormones impact every area of your life. I'm your host, Joelle, certified nutritionist, mom of two, fitness coach for over a decade, and I want to help you better understand your cycle to work with your body in achieving your goals. I will teach you how to care for your body in a well-rounded and realistic way that caters to your season of life and feel freaking amazing. In every episode, you will get tips, takeaways, and just feel like this is a heart-to-heart chat with a friend. Let's roll into today's episode. Okay, Brittany, I'm so excited to have you on here today. We're going to be referencing your cookbook, Mostly Veggies, a lot. And with knowing you, following you for so many years, and you knowing I'm also in the health and fitness space, I know that there's a lot of people that have that goal of, I want to eat healthier. You know, they set the goal at like, I just want to eat healthier. And what is your response when somebody says that to you? Oh gosh, I feel like there's, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of ways to put it, but I think the big thing for me is just to say, okay, how are you eating now? And what small changes could you possibly make? And it doesn't have to be this big drastic change, but maybe it's very simple, healthy habits. Like it could even start with like drinking more water and um, just cutting out processed foods. You don't have to cut them out completely, but just looking at, looking at what you're currently eating and how can you upgrade that? Um, And maybe if you add, like, I also like the approach of adding in more vegetables, <laughs> um, lean proteins, healthy fats, that sort of thing. And that way with those additions, it sort of like cuts out those other things that might not be serving you if right. you weren't, if you're really wanting to eat healthy. And that's exactly what you started talking about in your book when you were talking about changes that you made like it was really a step-by-step process for you even right so that leads me in to the question of like have you always been such a healthy eater 
no. <laughs> so growing up, I shared this in the book too, but I grew up in a Southern household. My mom cooked a lot of like meat and potatoes, tons of potatoes. We love that. Um, and, you know, like biscuits and gravy, that sort of stuff, bacon. Um, and so when I went to college, I was like determined not to gain the freshman 15. That was like my goal. I wasn't wanting to lose weight necessarily, but like I did not want to gain weight. And so I just adopted some healthy habits, healthy approaches. Like I started to get more physically active. And then also I think it was just like I was on the third floor in my dorm. So I was having to go up like three sets of flights of stairs, like multiple times a day going to and from classes, um, walking around campus. Then I also started to add in intentional exercise too. Um, and then with eating, this is the big thing I realized is in the dining hall, which I know you could like, there was like soft serve 24 seven too, but there was also like a salad bar ready for you. Things like prepped, ready to go. So I had to do nothing except for just like feel, fill my plate with like the good, healthy foods. And I, I was introduced to a lot of things that like I didn't eat growing up. Like, I don't know, we didn't eat, I didn't eat a lot of like, I'm trying to think of a good example, but even just like avocado or stuff like that, like it wasn't something that we ate a lot of. I mean, same, I mean, same, because I grew up in a <laughs> traditional Midwest household where literally corn and potatoes are the, and green beans are the three vegetable staples that where I was even only introduced. Yeah. And I even want to go and expand on exactly what you said is like when people set that goal of I want to eat healthier, you highlighted one amazing thing of like, start with focusing on what you are adding, because a lot of times people focus on what they need to take out. And think of, you know, even you guys who have you have standard meals now, just think of it as adding a serving of vegetables in some sort of way at every single meal. If you're eating zero vegetables in a day, try just vegetables with lunch, right? Mm -hmm. And improve the habit once you have established it, right? Mm -hmm. And then with your book, like, as I was looking through the various recipes, I was like, it is such a beautiful blend of approachable recipes paired with ones where it's like huh i didn't even think about that and i think that's where a lot of people struggles struggle with vegetables in thinking they're so bland and so boring is because they don't know how to prepare and season them in a way that actually tastes good right your book really hits that of like showing people how they can make vegetables, whether it be the side or in your recipes, you're make, basically making the veggie the main dish, the main mm-hmm. shipping. And in learning how to cook and prepare, prepare vegetables, that will lead you into wanting to eat more, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think that that's a big piece of it. Cause like we said, especially even like the older generation too, growing up, like they ate a lot of like steamed vegetables or canned vegetables and they oh, just sort of have this like weird yeah, I eat a lot of canned vegetables to be honest but um, like, you know, it's like canned vegetables in the microwave and of course yeah. that's disgusting like yeah exactly that's, not good. that's why I was saying like what you um teach in the book and the recipes it's like oh to add these little enhancers to make it more delightful and delicious to eat uh, that's yeah. what I love so much about it and then, of course, there are creative ways to add it in too. Like, I have sweet potato pancakes and broccoli tots, things like that, which those are like 
home runs with the kids too. <laughs> um, and they, and like my daughter, he's three, she knows it's in there. She'll say we're making sweet potato pancakes. So I'm not like trying to hide it or anything. It's just, they taste really good, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some of the recipes that I, well, I immediately tried the crispy peanut butter cups because I had everything on hand for those. Oh yeah. <laughs> They've literally be, been saving me. And on my podcast here, we talk a lot about our cycle. And as we all know, that week before your menstrual cycle, it's like the sweets and the cravings and the chocolate. And to have the crispy peanut butter cups on hand has been oh, <laughs> like life-saving for me. But that's awesome. I also have been really into the Mediterranean diet style of eating and your recipes really do align with a lot of like the flavors and the vegetables that are in alignment with that approach to eating yeah with this talk to them about the evolution of even kind of your business side of things because when i first saw you on social media it was mainly your blog eating bird food and talk to us about the name of eating bird food and how the 2008 to now and how even business has evolved for you. Sure. So, okay. The name started in college and um, I ate a lot of trail mix. My college roommate just like jokingly one day said, you're always eating bird food. She probably said it multiple times. And I just thought it was funny. And then when I was coming up with the name for the blog, I thought, oh, eating bird food is kind of cute. It kind of means healthy eating. It has that like connotation. So um, it just sort of stuck. And along the way, I have like considered like, eh, what is this the best fit for my name? But I'm like, I can't get rid of it now. So it is what it is. And I like it. And it's easy to remember. Um, if you Google anything about birds and eating food, like blog, you would find me. So like, sometimes if I tell people that, like, I just meet someone and tell them the name of my site and they can't remember it. Like there's not a lot of like, if they just type in bird food blog, they'll find it or bird seed or anything. You've got the SEO on point. With yeah. <laughs> there's not a lot of competition besides like people looking for what foods to feed their pet birds. <laughs> with your, this is a question. You might have to think on it for a hot second because I'm throwing it at you, but okay. with, with your recipes, whether they're on the blog or your social media or in the book, which recipe do you think people would be hesitant to try, but they really should because it's so like surprisingly chef's kiss. Okay. So one of the Samoas, I feel like that one like blows people away. Have you made that one? I haven't. And that's when oh. I went through and dog eared. I mean, of course I immediately went to the crispy peanut butter cups because it <laughs> had all of the things and it seemed like the most like, oh yeah, for sure. Anybody's going to like that. Yeah. So the Samoas is like, right. That one is on the blog, not in the cookbook, but it's still good. It's made with dates and um, so those give it the caramel flavor and then toasted coconut drizzle with chocolate, flaky sea salt. And it really does taste like a Samoa, but like a super simple, healthy version, healthier version. Um, I'm trying to think of like a more savory one that people might think, eh, I'm not, not into, but might try it and like it. It jogs my memory. Okay. So I think this might be a good one because I think some people might be hesitant to try tempeh. Do you eat any tempeh or? Tried it, but like I was talking about with vegetables, not prepared well so I kind of like nixed it of like I don't like that 
But when I saw it, yeah, in your book, I was like, oh, maybe you need to try it out again. Okay, so the tempeh recipe that I absolutely love is the orange tempeh and broccoli. So I feel like with tempeh, you have to have a really good marinade. You have to let it marinate for a while, marinate for a while. Um, and then this recipe that pairs it with broccoli, it's kind of my take on beef and broccoli, but vegetarian version with tempeh, it's really, really good. So that one be that one would be a like you people might be going out on a limb like trying it because they might ne never have made tempeh before. Um, not so sure about it, but it's really, really good. Yeah, that is exactly what I was wanting with that question. Yeah. I mean, I was looking through and of course, I the ones that stood out to me was like the walnut pesto pasta salad, the nourishing grain bowls and like those types of things just like they are elevated comfort food, right? Yeah. The pest when you wrote in the book about the pesto feta like phase oh. it on. I never thought to add like zucchini and squash to it. Like I always just did like my listeners even know I'm obsessed with that like tomato feta. It's so good. But I was like, oh duh, why wouldn't I add those other vegetables in there? Because they just absorb whatever flavor is around them. And then the slow cooker Tuscan soup, those are all on like my top tier of what to try. And I am gonna be doing a giveaway. So when somebody is listening to this episode, take a screenshot, tag myself, tag Brittany and follow Brittany and I will choose one of the ladies and I'm gonna gift somebody this book and we can totally oh, like, yeah, we're gonna, Whoever wins it will be going back and forth on like which recipes we really, really, really enjoyed. So I'm going to add that tempeh to like, okay, I got to add it to your list. I got to step out and try it, you know, because when you get it, I think when anybody gets a cookbook, you kind of go through and you pick the ones that you feel the most comfortable with. And that's why I wanted to ask you that question on that. So this Another part of your book that I really enjoyed was actually the ending when you went through and thanked a lot of the people that you have for support in your life. And when we were introduced with each other on social media, it was like we were both young, like college age, and now both of us being moms, you have a lot of help and support. And in the early stages of your blog and your business, and even now in motherhood, was it hard for you to seek help, ask for help, accept help in any sort of way? Or was that something that just kind of came along with the territory? Um, I don't think it was super hard. I just realized that I had to had to have help, and especially with like the business. I had to find, um, especially when I was about to have my daughter, I realized I cannot do this by myself. It's too much. And I know you know this too. It's like, there's so many social media platforms keeping up with everything to do with the website. Um, I had to just let go of some of that control. That part was hard, giving away some of the business roles, like the tasks that I needed help with. I feel like asking for help with the kiddos hasn't been as difficult just because like we have grandparents who are just like super excited to step in and help out. So that's been that's been really nice. Um, but yeah, it takes a village for sure. <laughs> I mean, even in the element of when I was looking at your book, you are a very talented photographer. And then also with your book, it gave credit to the person who photographed you for the cover where some ladies 
have this internal dialogue of like, if I'm good at it, I should do it, or I should be able to carry on all of these different things. So how do you really determine like, this is something I want to handle versus this is something that I can pass off, whether that's in motherhood or your business, because the ladies listening are just like, super multifaceted, and they love hearing this side of it too. But you know, how do you kind of make that determination of like, this is what I want to do. And then like, this needs to be passed off. Okay, so I didn't take the pictures in the book either. Um, I used to take all the and her name's Kristen Teague, she did an amazing job. And then of course, she took the cover photo too. And she took all the food photos. She is a food photographer, like a food cookbook photographer. Um, So she did an amazing job. Just wanted to say that. But for me, like I don't take any of the food photography on my site anymore. I did take it for probably take all the photos for probably 10 years. And then I just realized like, I kept getting better at it. And I enjoyed it. But it actually was taking so much of my time and energy. And felt so it became tedious. And me like having to set up everything and edit the photos myself and do all of that. I just realized like it wasn't serving me anymore. And it wasn't fun anymore. And then I, I also just had to take note of like, what other tasks are going on? And like, what, what's falling by the wayside, because the photography aspect was just honestly, it was just taking so much time and energy in in the way that, and then I would take the photos and still not be happy with them. (laughs) And I think that's when you realize when you're like, okay, someone else could do this faster and better than me. Um, But then there are some tasks where you're like, no one can do it except for me, say for instance, like posting to Instagram. And it took me having my daughter to realize like, I just can't keep up with this anymore. I have to have someone else like do the posting for me. Like, I write, we we do the captions together and, you know, I'm shooting the content and stuff, especially with the reels, like the videos, but I have someone on my team who's actually posting the content. Like, okay, that morning, like we know what's going to go live. We plan it all out. Um, I think you just have to know when it, you'll realize when it's time. And sometimes it takes you a little bit longer than you'd like to realize it, but you just, there's this like breaking point <laughs> where you're like, I have to let some things go. Yeah. And I do think I noticed that with with women in a lot of different areas, whether they're women in business or moms trying to achieve certain fitness goals or something like that, you get to a point by yourself and doing it all by yourself and you get kind of to a plateau area. And at that plateau area could be feelings of like burnout, feeling drained and depleted. And instead, a a common dialogue of like what you said, where the the, um, photography part wasn't as fun for you anymore. Some ladies would be like, well, this that means I don't find joy in this at all. But you saw it as like this could be a component that's taken care of. And obviously, you still have a hand in pretty much everything like even when you get a photographer you're still being in the selection process of which ones are being chosen right but that delegation leads to feeling more support and more capacity for other areas of life whether that's into different business endeavors or just to have more of a clear mind when you're in mom mode or family mode or whatever it is 
Yeah. And sometimes it is hard because you're thinking, I really, I saw this <laughs> reel the other day on Facebook that was like, you know, me saying to my family, I, I have to do all of these tasks and I just need help. But then like, as the husband's like loading the dishwasher, you're like, no, but this is the way it needs to be done. And like, as they're folding, no, but this is the way. So I think you can get, we, I think for me personally too, it's like, I, it is hard to give up that control, but I also have this motto of like done is better than perfect. And sometimes it's like, if I like, maybe not I don't know, I'm trying to think of a good example of this, but like, if I just kept pushing off the photography just because I didn't have the time and energy, but maybe the, maybe the photos don't look exactly the way I would have done them, but at least they're done. <laughs> um, and I can mark that off, you know, like, or, or like even just for a while, I was having really struggling keeping up with my email inbox. Um, and there'd be emails from like two months ago that I hadn't responded to. And now I have someone helping managing like the hello at eating bird food inbox and she keeps it at inbox zero. And so maybe it's like, not the way I would respond every single time, but it's getting responded to. <laughs> um, and I feel like that's more important than, and then also it takes away that mental pressure of me feeling um, bad about myself for not getting, responding to those emails, you know? How do you get creative? Like when you want to like do, does your inspiration just like, come to you or do you have certain rituals to put yourself in places or spaces of creativity when creating recipes or anything like that? I think for me, just getting in the kitchen and trying things out, of course, I get inspired from like going to restaurants or um, certain things I see on social media, like all the trends are really big right now. So like cottage cheese. <laughs> so right now I'm like, Oh, what else can I make with cottage cheese? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But so that that's a fun inspiration. And that does get like excite me. Um, and then I think also just taking breaks too kind of get, gets my like me more creative is like, having that time to like go on walks or do things with my kids, like where you're not actually like in the moment trying to be creative, but it does give you just like the space to not always be on. And then when you aren't always on, then it does kind of promote that creative energy. Yeah. Um, Restaurants which... big time. I went to a vegan restaurant with some girlfriends in Miami and they had a vegan, like it was pretty much a vegetable ceviche and it was like, jicama, cucumber, cilantro, but they put corn nuts in it too. Oh, like that little bit of crunch. Totally feel free to like re-inspo that. <laughs> it's been living rent free in my mind of like, of course with the ceviche part of it, it's like lime juice and whatever else was, yeah. I don't even know. But I've sat and thought about that so much, especially when our weather decides to warm up. I live in Minnesota, so it's still kind of chilly here. Yeah. Oh, that veg ceviche would be spot on for summertime because it was so light refreshing delicious and then the corn nuts threw me <laughs> for an entire loop it was absolutely delicious so I could see how you know getting inspo from yeah the huge TikTok trends like the feta trend which yeah I loved and appreciated every second of that trend. yeah and I know some I've, I've also gotten inspired just like I really like making if I say I go out somewhere and try something and I'm like, how can I make this at home and try to like really replicate it? That's always fun. Um, I'm trying to think of any like big dupes I've done. Obviously, like the Samoas, that's a dupe for like in Girl Scout. I've done a bunch of Girl Scout remakes like Thin Mints, Dosey Dose. 
Um, and that's really fun. Those on your pages for years. I feel like you've had yeah. a lot of those copycat ones that are really good. And I, I just bring them back every year. I'm like, make these again. <laughs> as you should. I mean, as you should. When you perfect it, you don't like just totally throw out the <laughs> and re try to recreate it when you've already perfected it. So um, to end, I just have some fun questions. The first one is, what is a current, like totally can be random obsession of yours? Oh, um, okay. Well, I am kind of obsessed with this new water bottle that I have. Oh, guys, it's gigantic. How big <laughs> is that? It's a gallon, 128. Oh. So, and I, okay, these, this is why I love it. Number one, it has a, a really big straw. So mm -hmm. when you're sucking, you're getting a lot of water at once. I like that it's transparent. And I like these little like motivators with the time because if it's, I mean, I'm behind right now, but if I look and I'm like, okay, it's 3 p.m. and I'm not at the 3 p.m. I'm like, okay, time to drink up. So I will say it has really inspired me to drink more water. And it's been like easy, which is weird because a lot of times it's just hard for me to drink all my water. Um, so yeah, Amazon. It's it's great. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Mine kind of goes along with yours where I'm obs I'm obsessed with making like an afternoon type of healthy mocktail of some sort. Ooh. Like, there's that mocktail girl on TikTok and I haven't remade any of her recipes exactly, but I always just kind of look at inspo and I have found time and time again, a lot of time I just use that electrolyte powder element element. Oh, mm -hmm. And whether it's like element with some spindrift pineapple, and then I'll take lemon or lime, squeeze a little bit of that in there. So fun for me to have something sort of refreshing. And usually I would go for caffeine of some sort at that time of day. And really yeah. what it's just looking for is a little bit more flavor and zest. So making some like healthier mocktails, but primarily it's the one of the element um, packets. And then I do some water in like my Stanley. I use, I have simple modern, so I'm not a Stanley girl, but I have the simple modern dupe and I fill half of it with water and ice, add the packet of element and then top it with the pineapple spindrift. Done. Okay, what, what flavor of element though? I like the citrus salt, the water okay. salt or the orange salt. I got one okay. of their like variety packs so I could try. Yeah. And my son, who was in T-ball last summer, he'll be in T-ball again this summer. He loved the orange salt as well, and I loved okay. I loved him having that instead of like he he'll have a Gatorade or all typical normal kid things because yeah, to be the mom that's like, oh, you can't have that while all the other kids because there's like snack mom or yeah, and some people just bring the Gatorade and I'm like it's it's fine but majority of the time he's sipping out of my cup and it's yeah that type of concoction so that's my current obsession so they kind of pair together nicely yeah um, what is like your favorite kitchen gadget that you use and grab the most okay lately it's been either my Vitamix blender or the air fryer oh. I was Okay, I will say I was late, a late adopter to the air fryer. And this is because like I had a convection oven and I kind of thought it was this theme. I was like, 
I have, I mean, that's, it's essentially the same thing. It's just like that forced air, you know, but then we got an air fryer and I was like, oh no, this is, there's something different about it. <laughs> yeah. Mine is for like the gadget I make, especially in the wintertime, a lot of chili and soups. And you're like, you've got a lot of veggies to like chop and being a mom of two and the kids are like hungry in that instant. I got one of those like veggie choppers on yeah. you just like pop a chunk in there and you slice and then you slice and you slice. And now the kids love doing it for me. You guys, I'll link the one that I'm like referring to in the show notes of this episode, but it is so handy because it's like, I can chop bell pepper, onion, whatever other kind of vegetable that I'm using. I, I put celery in my chili. I swear it's game changer, but it makes it so fast to chop. And now I do the rough chop and then my kids do the like, put it in the little dice chopper thing. Okay. So, so I've seen that like on Instagram and TikTok and I just wasn't sure, but do you feel like I need it? Well, especially <laughs> when I was looking at, you know, your recipes where there's a lot of like the jar salads and things like that, where you do have like lots of like tomatoes and the chopping. Chopper, yeah. And when there's a lot of that chopping, I think if you're because there are times where it's like therapy to chop and I'm like in my zone and I'm, you know, going go to town. I do love cooking like as as even my kids get older and they have even more of a patience to like mom's cooking, I have found myself really enjoying finding a new recipe and new foods. Cause like I said, I'm Midwest. I was born on corn, green beans, and potatoes. And now yeah. I'm venturing into more Mediterranean style type of veggies. Like that's a big step for a Midwest gal, right? Yeah. And I have found it. And so that led me into my next in like kind of final question was the splurge item and you said Vitamix and air fryer but I am also an air fryer galley like we are on our third air fryer and the one we splurged on is the ninja one that has two baskets oh okay two sides the downside of it is like you have two smaller baskets instead of one larger but if okay. you're cooking and using it for two different things it's really handy. So sometimes I work from home. So sometimes I'll do some seasoned chicken, um, like a chicken breast or chicken thighs or those like cut chicken tenders, mm -hmm. put that in the one side and then have some sort of veggie on the other side. You pop it in there that can both cook at the same time. Don't have to wait for the oven to preheat. Like, yeah. And then there's the typical things for the kids where some nights, I'm making like steak bites for my husband and I on one side. And then the kids are having their like chicken nuggets, chicken tenders. on Yeah. The other. And then that way they're not like cooking. They're getting cooked at the same time, but not like I'm not managing something over the stove and in the oven. It's just right. So if you if you find you love your air fryer and if you're ever wanting to try a different one, the double okay. basket is pretty handy. I mean, sometimes I do miss that like one big air fryer basket, but it's so handy with cooking vegetables and you get yeah. good crispiness in the air fryer. Whereas I have to cook them for a long time in the oven to get that good crisp Agreed. onto my yeah. The air fryer just shortens that time. I know. It's so awesome. I have the regular Ninja, like 
the four quart one. When might even the kids are older, I might need to upgrade to the double. <laughs> Life does change when you go from. I know every mom says that, where it's like it's different when you go from like one to two. But it is. I'm like, how are these boys eating so much? Like I used to, you know, make a healthy portion for my husband. I eat smaller portions than he does. And then now the kids are, they're good eaters, man. And I'm like, you have, no. you have two, two boys, two boys and okay. four and a half and six and a half. If you say four and six, they will correct you. Okay. And they're, <laughs> I swear they're starting to eat like teenagers. It's kind of wild it's okay mine is my boy is nine months and he already eats so much he will literally eat a container of raspberries at breakfast like a whole pint of them like you know like the little container yes it's like i just got that home from the grocery store and i wasn't planning on going back yeah i know i've learned i have to buy the double the raspberries with like the two little things and last time i bought them it was like two days ago i bought two of those and then i also bought blueberries and strawberries and those those will be i was like i asked my husband i said how long do you think this is gonna last like let's take a bet maybe two days <laughs> oh yeah 100 100 that's where the mom hack comes in of like when you go grocery shopping you have to get both fruits and vegetables where some are those fast eats, like the blueberries, the raspberries, the strawberries. Yeah. But then you got to get some of those like firmer staples of like apple, banana, pears, because at I don't live near a grocery store. Like I have to go, okay. I have to go 30 minutes that way or 30 minutes that way to get to a decent grocery store. And so I get the berries and stuff. They get that gets eaten first. And then towards the end of the week, that's where we're doing bananas, apples, pears. When it comes to vegetables, it's mostly like, you know, cucumbers, lettuce, that type of stuff gets eaten on the front hand of the week. And then we're rolling into some of those more heartier vegetables, shelf stable ones, or even into the freezer part of yeah. our food storage. That's like the, the ultimate mom hack is like, you know, if you've got berries that need to be eaten right away, Get the bananas that look kind of greenish. So then by the time the berries are gone, they're coming the bananas. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for being on here today. Feel free to like pimp yourself out. Where can people find you? Uh, where can they find mostly veggies? I will leave the details of the giveaway in the show notes as well. But like share with us where they can find you, connect with you and anything you have up and coming. Sure. So eatingburfu.com is my site. And then on all social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, YouTube, just eating bird food. That's the handle. Um, mostly veggies you can get online, Amazon, Target. You can see it in stores at Barnes and Noble. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much that right now I'm so up and coming, I'm trying to take like a little bit of rest for myself. Good <laughs> so. for you. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. Yeah, that's the plan. How are you last year, last yeah, how year, are you I about that rest. Like, what I does that know. look like? I don't know yet. I haven't planned it out. But last year, I built a house, wrote a book and had a baby. So I feel like I 2023, now that the book has launched needs to be like my summer of my my time to rest. I'm planning on like, maybe I'll do like summer Fridays or like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to think of like some way to just give myself a little break. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and you do, you have to like get concrete with it or else you'll just get, cause you love what you do. And mm -hmm. it's, it's genuinely a gift that you have because I've 
known you, followed you on social media since what, 2010? At least. At yeah, least. I was trying to remember like when we connected, but yeah. Yeah, it was it, it was a long time ago and you've been doing this for a long time. You are so talented at it. You are so great. It's been so cool to see how even mother, like how you've evolved as a mom and even seeing, because I mean, blogging, blogging was more known in 2008, but you've still taken and a lot have like closed or become stagnant when social media came on the rise and people weren't going on to blogs as much anymore and you've been able to pivot and you've been able to still show up and shine in the industry that you are in and i just I absolutely love it so i'm so grateful to introduce you even more to my audience they've seen me like share when i see a recipe of yours you know i'll just click the share but i really wanted to bring you on here and have them get to know you the person who's behind because i i didn't even know you had another baby i was like you don't <laughs> share like you don't share as much as your personal side as often as you do your amazing talent of recipes and things like that so yeah you've had a huge year and i want to encourage you to take that rest and relish in that big celebration of what you've accomplished. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. We all need that like support and also that like, okay, now you go just like have fun <laughs> and refresh yourself because you you will continue to create, you will continue to accomplish even more things that you have set in front of you. And it's been so cool to watch over the last decade, like how you've grown from just like, blogging and you and you're the one taking the pictures and you're the one doing all of it to seeing how you've really grown this brand it's absolutely incredible so thank you for being on here today yeah thank you for having me it was really fun thank you so much for listening today my friend and if you loved this episode before you go can you share it with a friend or leave a rating and review it's a small gesture that means a lot to me and helps the podcast reach even more ladies who are wanting to live in sync in a well-rounded way with their life using their cycle as their guide if you want to see more of the day-to-day -day stuff in my life come on over to my instagram it's just my name joelle cease i will leave anything and everything mentioned in the podcast detailed in the show notes so don't forget to check those out thanks again and i will catch you next time